0: Welcome back to Teleos, a podcast designed to encourage and equip parents and leaders as we make mature disciple-makers of the next generation together. This week, we're continuing with the part two of a two-part episode all about Kara's testimony. So if you missed last week's episode, this one may not make much sense. So I would really recommend checking that one out first and then listening to this one. All right, let's dive in.
1: I'm learning so much now that that's just not how God works, and He has brought so many people into my life yeah. to grow and guide me towards himself and mm. has been so gracious in that, that. And
2: especially starting with your sister. I mean, yeah, I mean, wow.
1: Yeah. I would love to just hear. Like, I, I don't know if she's ever talked to me about just like her emotion and how she thought when I like, I don't even think I was like, hey, guess what? I'm a Christian now. Like I think it was just over the course of that summer um so this was when I was I was twenty five years old uh, when all this crazy God stuff was happening and um I just can't even imagine what um was going through her mind as yeah. this is happening and I'm like I'm I'm calling her, I'm texting her all the time of like, What does the Bible say about this? What does the Bible say about so, this? So it started with her happen? yes. So she, so she was started, she
2: started texting you go, Hey, do you wanna read the Bible? And you end up Sending her a flurry of texts, going, "What does this mean? What do you think yeah. about this? What is this?" You yeah,
1: know. and I mean, even something like when I was going through all like the wrestling with, "Do I stay with my boyfriend or do I not?" Of like, well, the Bible says that if you're married to an unbeliever, an unbeliever, you should stay married to him, and she's like,
2: "You're not." But are you married? married? Do you <laughs> tell
1: people you're married to him? And so, just oh. like some of the like the the truths that were so core to um, making those decisions. um, yeah, she she was definitely part a big part of that.
2: So moving from that relationship, talk a little bit about um, how that um, changed um, things with your relationship with your mom at the time. Because you had mentioned that briefly, but I, I want to hear more about that.
1: Yeah. So um, throughout my whole life, I mean, I was very close to my mom. So like going through the divorce, um, I talked about earlier how... Um, I mean she would just tell me a lot of things and and we were very close in in that regard and then going through college and um all that she was she just wanted what was best for me and so she did not know she didn't understand anything about this whole Christian thing and um how is this better and so
2: kind of in that similar place that you would have been yeah right oh yeah same guiding moral compass of this is this is what is good yeah yeah for
1: sure, for sure so through all this, I was living with my friend Erica, and then my mom wanted me to um, move back in with her or just move out of the house and so it, it took a couple months and eventually um I did move back in with my mom and um so I just had to talk it through with her a little bit more um I think she didn't she wouldn't Fully grasp what, like, why the decisions I was making yeah. were happening, um, but at least I was able to like let her know, like, no, I'm okay. Like, I'm not being brainwashed. Like, this is this yeah. is something that this is the direction that my life is going and is going towards Jesus. And I know you don't understand that, but it's okay. Yeah, and and it'll be good. And so as tensions kind of started to diminish a little bit, and and so I moved back in with her um which was interesting as a 26 year old <laughs> moving yes. back in with your mom um and like my both my sisters had already are, were out of the house at that time and so um moved back in with my mom trying to still navigate and figure out you know church life and 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 doing all these things um growing in my faith yeah i think that just kind of that part of my life was, again, learning and growing and being surrounded by people. Um, there's so many, so many small groups. I was just in, like, groups. Wow. Like, And what a random. contrast.
2: What a contrast to high school of of, yeah. of many relationships, yet shallow, and now just a hunger and need for deeper relationships.
1: Yeah, and just, like, good people that came in in my life in the right times. And like this whole worry of like, am I going to lose all my friends? And then just got Mm -hmm. bringing people. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think my friend Erica was super important and deep. And I still talk to her today of just, I don't know, God using her to, to spur me on and, and, um, speak truth. And she was so gentle, but anyways, um, So living with my mom, just doing life, still working at the same place. So that was a constant. Um, And yeah, navigating Christian life and um, still dealing with some of the hurts and things of of the breakup and figuring out we we had a dog together. So there was definitely like it wasn't I can just leave it all behind and follow Jesus. There were still elements of life
2: that
1: were like so... My mom not understanding, having to see Max all the time with the dog, and and trying to navigate: Are we friends? Are we not friends? Um, yeah. You don't understand, but I want you to understand. But like, I also like you're moving on, and so there was just a lot of oh. swirling in in that time, but growing in my faith for yeah. sure. Yeah, and it was so cool. Um, and then I think the next big marker in my life um, would be that. Um, My mom was diagnosed with leukemia um, Mm. just about a year after I moved in with her. So we had a good solid year of just figuring out life together again. And then she was diagnosed with Mm. leukemia. um, Actually, three days after she found out that my sister Elizabeth was having a baby. And so...
2: Oh, that is so hard. The
1: impact of God's timing in that season of life was super just deeply rooted i think in all of us um this idea that um my sister is pregnant and like look oh like life is gonna look so different and it's just like this like hope for three days and then finding out that my mom is sick with a pretty serious form of leukemia and okay now life is definitely gonna look different and what does all that mean and it's like she went to the doctor one day and then the next day she's in the hospital and she stayed in the hospital for like two and a half three months um, just doing treatments and, and figuring out all the things. And so my role in all of that, again, I think just assuming the, the strong one, the the one that holds it all together. My sister had been living here in Peoria um, already. And so coordinating with her, coordinating with my aunt, making sure my mom made it to all her doctor's appointments, um, just being a lot of of the strength role again, yeah. kind of come in full circle and... Um, but navigating that now with God. And so like this idea of um, before I was just kind of doing things out of my own strength and my own power. And now more so I did not do it well and perfectly. And just not when you come to Jesus, now you know what, what to do and how yeah. to be selfless and all those types of We're things. still
2: pretty good at sinning.
1: But having the mindset and the greater um, vision, I guess, of like, no, that God has a plan and I can trust him in the next steps. And so navigating my mom's cancer for um, seven months. So she was in the hospital. Then she got to come home for a couple months. Then they decided to do a stem cell transplant. and That's
2: some pretty intense stuff.
1: Yeah. So yeah. my other sister, um, our, my middle sister Taylor, um, she... Gosh, she was in college and stuff, and then she had moved out um, and moved in with her boyfriend um, at the time, and she was the one that gave my mom the stem cells, and so oh, that was wow. just like a, a, just a, again, more timing of like just craziness and crazy life and just all of us coming together, and um, so we we tried that. It was going well, and then my mom just wasn't eating, and she was getting weaker, and um eventually gosh I don't even know how long after the stem cell transplant but the leukemia came back and so at that point my mom was my mom has always been just a strong lady and always pushing through like when when they got a divorce when my parents got a divorce she was like okay I gotta go back to work okay we gotta figure this out we gotta do Mm. this and she was always the type of like just strong-willed I think I got a lot of my work ethic from her of just, like, you just make it happen. You just do it. You just push through. I'm thinking of the
2: legendary paraphrase right now.
1: Suck it up, buttercup. Suck it up, buttercup. I don't think my mom ever said suck it up, buttercup. Oh, really? But I think that was maybe her mentality. <laughs> but at this point, the leukemia came back. Like, she had been fighting so hard um, through all this stuff back and forth, not living at home. Yeah. Um, just trying to navigate all those things. And she was just like, this is not what I want for my life. And, and to go to the hospital, to drive back and forth to the hospital every other day to do treatments or to do checkups or to change meds or to do all these things. This is not what I want for my life. Um, and so in December, um, I think the leukemia came back in like November In December. She just decided I'm done. Uh, I'm not gonna take my meds anymore and we're just mm-hmm. gonna see what my body does. And almost exactly a week from when she stopped taking her meds, so just enough time for all of it to get out of her system, um, she passed away. And mm. so we were. she was living at my aunt's house um, for a while up until then. And then when she was just like, no, I just, she convinced the doctors at one point to let her stay at home. And then, so she was able to be home and we had like hospice all set up and everything like that when she decided to go off her meds and stop going to the hospital and like the hospice was barely able to set up before. I mean, she just deteriorated so fast and um, the meds were keeping her alive. Her body was just done. And um, because like leukemia is, it's a, it's a blood disease and it's a blood cancer. And so it affects literally every single part of your body. And so, um, yeah, I, it was, I'm so grateful, um, looking back at it because not only was able to live with her for the year before and then take care of her through it, um, I was able to be there with her. And so like my aunts had been taking rotations and stuff coming over to the house, so I wouldn't be alone. So I wasn't alone. Um, but I got to be with her when she passed away and that was just really hard and, um, going through and trying to be the strong one and I just re- I remember sitting on the floor with my sisters after it happened like them, them coming over and knowing that it was okay to not be okay Yeah. Um. and just like looking back at life and just being like man there's just so many hard things that happened why is this happening but having the relationship with God that I had I never throughout the whole thing I never was angry at him um, which is not everyone's experience and and I know that and but to just be able to deepen my relationship with him through through this and through the hard things and to to pray and to seek for him to save my mom and then for it not to happen was um hard but i think i was able to just see the the whole of my life of like this this life is hard yeah but it doesn't make him any less trustworthy or good and i don't know how or why i knew that but that was just definitely the things that were going through my mind as all this was happening is that that life is hard and brokenness exists and and the the need for jesus and the need for a savior and the need for the world to be
2: restored it's real
1: it's so real and that's just the beauty and the i think the the sentiment of my life of like it's worth it like jesus is worth it and um And that's why I say I would do it all again the exact same way and go through all the hurt because it's real. Like, I don't know. I don't know how else to articulate it. But that was definitely if if breaking up with my ex was the hardest thing that I ever had to, like, initiate this the death of my mom was the hardest thing that ever like happened to me mm-hmm. um and and so like just to navigate both of those things with god like i just don't know what i would do without it mm. and i'm so grateful and that's i think part of my story that um i just love i just love to share because it's just like With or without God, bad stuff is gonna happen, and so just to to um to come across or to just encourage people of like there's true. It's not just this like feel good thing that people try to convince other people of. Like Christianity isn't just this.
2: Well, and what credibility you have to say all that? Because as it seems from what you've said, your life was pretty great until you became a Christian. (laughs) Right? Isn't that
1: so ironic? And, and to be able to encourage just other people. I mean, like for sure students, because I think this is just a a tough and interesting time of life where you're just figuring everything out. And I think God has just given me a passion and a heart for the high school age student to be able to relate to them. And that yeah, hard things are going through, but I think just in general that, that it's just, God is, God is good. God is amazing. And I just don't know how else to get that across. And it doesn't like, if, if people hear my story and it just doesn't make sense, like, I hope that it at least stirs something. I don't know.
2: I don't know. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying that, that I mean, you came from that, that space in that place where you could have someone plainly present the gospel to you, and it just poof, right over your head, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And, and I know you've experienced plainly sharing the gospel with people, even students, and it just, you know, that experience of in one ear and out the other. But, you know, if there's anything that you, you know, want to say, it seems that, like, you're saying I get it you know i understand that and, and and if it seems crazy well partly that's because it is yeah and then it's also partly because it's real mhm you know there is there is that that reality that what is real will be surprising you know and i think i think that your story communicates that really beautifully so now um after your mom's passing um you're still kind of living in the chicago area right um what's the next move for you there?
1: Yeah. So I had to um decide what I was going to do um after my mom died and so I'd already before she got diagnosed I'd already kind of played around with the idea of moving to Peoria because Elizabeth was here mm-hmm. and um she was very very um zealous in trying to get at least someone here from our family and so she was going after everyone. Um, still going after my other sister, but, uh, and my dad. Uh, so I kind of was like, okay, that would be a cool thing to do, kind of get a new fresh start. So after my mom died, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to just kind of pick up and get in a little bit of a, uh, space from what I'm used to and, and what life has always been like and just kind of see what God's going to do. And so, I um, finished off the school year. So, working at a high school, I worked, you know, regular school year. Um, so, it was like June 1st or 2nd that I uh, worked and then I moved the very next day. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I packed up my friend's van or like, I don't know, Explorer Expedition, one of those big huge SUV, SUV things kind of, are. Kind of deals. Driving down to Peoria with all my stuff in it, get a flat tire, you know. Oh, just, good stuff. Yeah. So that's how my uh, journey to Peoria started. Um, Decided to just up and move. I didn't have a job. I didn't know what I was gonna do. So I didn't really move for any other purpose than let's just see what is gonna happen and like just get some get a get something new something new to do. Change of pace. Change of scenery. Um, I didn't want to start right back up into a career, so I didn't apply for any athletic training jobs or anything. Um, I was still getting paid through the summer. So I knew I had a little bit of flex room. I wasn't like completely crazy when I moved here and just like (laughs) trying to figure all that stuff out. Um, but I, um, I worked at Target for two weeks and then I was like, nope, I'm done. And so I worked the, my last, my two weeks notice I worked. I just, I'm then, a little
2: curious. I wonder how many other people's testimony that is. I worked at Target for two weeks. I mean,
1: you go to Target and, then, and I don't think you see the same people there like I, that's, month to month. That's like, so true. That you, you know the regulars, the, the regular people that work there that have been there forever. <laughs> but then otherwise it is, I just, I can't imagine. It's hard. Our retail is hard stuff. I commend people who know that that's... That they're good at that. Well, anywho. (laughs) Anyway, so Target, and then I was still like, I don't know what I want to do. I knew because I worked at a high school, and I loved high school myself. And I think that I knew God just had like gifted me in relating to and and being around high schoolers. Like I wasn't annoyed or frustrated with high schoolers, so I think that in in and of itself, um, that's a big that's a big sign,
2: yeah. So not necessarily common. But, yeah, uh. <laughs>
1: I knew I wanted to volunteer. So I knew um, Elizabeth and Nate went to this church. So my sister married to Nate. Um, they went to Grace Prez. And so I was like, OK, I'm going to go to Grace Press too, because it's a solid church and, and I can grow there. And, and it's big. It's bigger than any church that I've been to before. But, you know, we're going to plug in. I want to get going right away and serving. And so I um, got connected to Cheryl's Wort. And then Cheryl connected me to John Vanny. And I asked if I could... Volunteer in the high school ministry and he let me. Um, so I started just as a volunteer here as I was getting like building community and getting used to being at Grace Prez, still not knowing what I wanted to do for a job. Um, decided to go to massage therapy school and so then, just start a
2: whole nother career. Yep. <laughs>
1: so I was, well, I was thinking of adding it on to my athletic training and uh-huh. doing some sort of kind of dual. Thing That was my, I think, my plan at the time. And then I was nannying um, on the side to um, pay rent and things like that. So I definitely thought I was still going the route of athletic training, definitely some sort of medical massage, whatever I was going to do. Um, getting involved, leading a small group here at Grace, um,
2: this was all around the, uh, this was 2018,
1: 2018. So I had a roommate, so I knew my roommate and I knew my sister and that was pretty much it when I came in. But then at the end of the year between getting involved in student ministry and just like meeting people and young adults and things like that through friends and friends of friends and just getting some, some good, um, built up friendships. Um, that was kind of like how my first year went. And as it was just such a whirlwind. So, as I'm going through, like planning, okay, what am I going to do with my career? How am I going to get into this? Really loving uh, student ministry. And I just decided for the summer, I was going to sign up for, I signed up for um, all like a ton of events and then Mission Peoria. And we went on to a trip to Belize that summer. Um, I was signed up for summer camp. So, I was like pretty much going to live. And Live be, and breathe youth ministry yeah, all summer. for the whole summer because I was just like, why not? Like, I'll st- I, I won't will be nannying. I can nanny like on the side or do whatever. I, I would figure it out. I'd figure it out. And so John called me one day and was like, um, so we have an uh, extra position for the summer intern. Would Would you consider like applying for it? And I was like, I don't know. He's like, well, you're already like signed up to do anything. You're already basically doing it. So it wouldn't (laughs) really be much different. And I was like, okay, well, that'd be nice to get some, you know, get some money over the summer too, because I didn't know what I was going to do. And that is kind of what started me. And I know that God has always had that as the plan. And I didn't know that. And so I was like, oh, I'll be a summer intern and then I'll figure out what I'm going to do after that. And so the summer intern, (laughs) the summer internship was great. It was so fun. Um, Doing all the things and just building deeper relationships with the students. I think, um, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on just oh, yeah. summer ministry, how oh, impactful definitely. it is um, for students, but uh, and for leadership. apparently. I was, I was say, yeah, and yeah, <laughs> because then um, things were shifting in staff, and so the two part-time positions of uh, youth interns became available that what, you and what? I, you and I took. That's and right. So it's just been so cool to see. God building and growing me and very much so in a in a way of like, hey, here's your strengths. Here's how I've equipped you. Here's where I see you going. But I think too, in my time that I've been in ministry and in like ministry as my job, God has also used this opportunity to humble me and to reveal just like the separation of my flesh and the spirit and Mm. those types of things and i think just seeing growth in that has been so cool yeah um and like i don't know like they talk about christianity being like like a life like you start off as a baby christian you're like you can't walk you can't talk you can't do a whole lot of things on your own so you need a lot of people surrounding you and then you start like gaining some independence and you start doing things on your own and it's just been so true of my life and my christian walk yeah of just like god Use and like bringing people around me and building me up and then like kind of like showing me like, hey, you still don't know how to do things on your own yet. So like still, so rely, on, a little bit, still yeah. rely on people. Like I think that's going to be a life lesson that yeah, I'm going to have to uh learn over and over and over again. Mm. But um all that to say, I think just launching into whatever it is that God has me do in the future. I just know that like this... This central theme of that that he is better, and that like knowing God, like when you meet God, it is monumental and it is it is life changing. But the joy of life, getting to know God, like that's that is what is so cool. And like n- meeting God and and being saved gets you to heaven, yeah, sure, like that's great, like that's the best thing, <laughs> like eternity with God, great. But like that starts right now. And mm-hmm. I think that is my big, big thing that I'm passionate about. And I think that's what keeps me going in ministry of just like this idea that knowing God is better. And it's not, it doesn't have any reflection on what your actual life looks like and your circumstances don't change because you know God, but yeah. your heart does. And and just this overflow of getting to come to him and just being being your fleshly self like you're gonna sin but like god delights in in saving you and Mm -hmm. and just like the beauty of the gospel is real not just from the moment you're born not just from like the moment that he created you not just from the moment that he saves you and calls you but every single day of your life and that is just something that i love and want people to know. And I think that's just a cool driving factor for ministry for
2: me. Yeah, that is really cool. So as we, as we kind of wrap up here, um, is there anything that kind of you would, you would, um, like to say to, to maybe, um, potentially like students, parents, anybody who is kind of going through similar things that you went through, kind of this, the conundrum of, of life seems right, but I'm finding it to not add up or be, on the same page as what god says.
1: Mm. I think first of all just lean into that like wh- when you when you see life from your own eyes and your own perspective like it is so easy to make the puzzle pieces fit and like just like yeah. you know like when you like you look at something and you you move your eyes just enough like out of focus where it's like oh that uh- looks great. <laughs> I feel like that is what we do Yes, life without God, and just like this, it's just like it's easy to blurry picture that we can we can trick ourselves into thinking that it's good. Um, But if you're having any sort of inkling of like this picture is not in focus, or I know, like I know there's something like that is God calling you, and do not ignore that. Like lean into those things because it will, and it's it's hard. To articulate this, especially to high school students, um, and especially to—I just think people who are going through difficult things, because it doesn't take those things away, and, yeah. and unblurring the picture doesn't make what a the terrible clear picture yeah. look nice. Like sometimes, or
2: necessarily it, makes sense sometimes. Absolutely,
1: too. yeah. Sometimes you don't even know what you're looking at. Yeah, but there is just a depth of richness and fullness and and seeing a bigger purpose and it's i don't like it's still a journey for me of articulating like why is god better i don't know i don't know why god is better but i just know that he is Mm. and and i've seen it and like if you look at my life then versus now if like if you were just to like map out like you know like on paper pick a character cara in 2014 or cara in 2021 and like most people would want to choose cara in 2014 because she had so many things going for her but i tell you right now that like i don't i don't want to trade 2021 cara for that Mm -hmm. cara because there is such a a uh richer true life with god Mm -hmm. than with the things of the world and do i still want those things yes i do often and and i am constantly drawn to like well what if yeah but then i immediately like any anything well well anything any scripture any truth of god instantly brings me back to know this is better this is this is harder (laughs) yes (laughs) absolutely and i want to just express like you need people around you because it is yeah. hard and, and and that is just such a thing that we can come alongside each other to um, walk through. It doesn't make it easier. It is hard, but it is worth
2: it. And here you are.
1: Yeah, here I am. Uh, the part-time internship that I uh, signed up with turned into um, a full-time internship with hospitality. So I do... I was doing youth and hospitality, and then that shifted and changed into full-time staff, and then that shifted and changed into um, youth ministry and college young adult ministry. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing um, just a really cool focus on high school and college age. And so my official title right now is College and Student Ministries Coordinator. Ooh. Um, so just kind of seeing what God has in store for that and... Um and and just being a servant of the church in that way. Um, and then also just personal growth and development, kind of thinking about maybe possibly doing some further education and just being able to root um knowledge and um go some like bible further. type education. Yeah, things? do some seminary or something like that. Very so cool, very cool. That's all on the horizon and it's just kind of just crazy to think about the past six years. Um, I mean, just being caught up in the whirlwind of uh, what God has been doing since I met him, and then just to say what he is doing now and, and what what he's gonna be doing with my life and with ministry and, and all those types of things.
0: Thanks for joining us on this episode of Telly Us. We hope it helped you on your disciple-making journey. If you know anyone else that might benefit from the conversations here, we would love for you to share it with them. You can find Teleos anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you want to learn more or get a hold of us, visit our website at gracepress.org student. That, along with all other resources you heard about in this episode, can be found, as always, in the show notes below. Thanks again for listening in. See you next time on Teleos.